Listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. All right, a brand new week. NFL regular season is done. (laughs) Saints fans, I got the entire first hour open for y'all. Buddy will be taking your phone calls on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline, 800-998-1003, 998-1003. We will hear from y'all. Pels fans, Todd Graffinini will join us in hour three. You will hear from the graph as shoot-around has taken place. No B.I., maybe Larry Nance, we'll see. Obviously, Zion is out. Team kind of feeling like, um, kind of need this win here. Kind of need this win here. Got uh, some interesting games coming up. Obviously, this road trip as they uh, go down back on Saturday and Friday. So, two-game losing streak. And a game that Saturday, eh, they had a shot, but man, um, you know, next man up, I think, is only can go so far. But we'll talk to Todd a little bit about that. Marlon Favorite, two fifteen, one fifteen, Rafael Esparza, and um, your phone calls, a lot of them, I'm sure, as we talk about now the off season for the New Orleans Saints. As head coach Dennis Allen is meeting with the media here in about fourteen minutes. Open locker rooms already happened, so we'll get the final thoughts and. I guess decisions from around the league. There's already been two dismissals at the head coaching position, Texans and Cardinals. Lovey Smith let go last night. Cliff Kingsbury and the GM are no longer with the Cardinals. Kingsbury was let go. The GM is stepping away. Is that a possible destination for Sean Payton can give him both the in Rappaport NFL network saying they're interested in some folks already didn't see anything about Sean. Speaking of Sean, he talked yesterday in Fox NFL Sunday's pregame show. I'll play that for you, that you can hear what he specifically has to say. Denver apparently is interested in Jim Harbaugh again last week. Um, looks like the NCAA could levy some uh, some punishments for him for not cooperating. Things. It just looks like he probably isn't going to go. Look, Carolina will probably we'll get into all of that. Here in the next three hours as the possibilities. Because obviously, if Sean does go back to coaching, it's going to benefit the Saints in terms of likely draft picks and things and scenarios. What do the Saints do? We'll get into all of that in more. Pels and Wizards, as I said, is a 6 p.m. tip time today. Remember, these games are out there on the East Coast, so they're an hour earlier or half hour earlier than you're normally used to. 6 o'clock again on Friday, 6.30 in Wednesday's game, Washington a point and a half favor. CJ McCollum didn't play Saturday. Rust likely will go today, and that will help there as well. But we'll touch on all of that and more again. 800-998-1003 as we get on to it. 10-7 to 7 is your final last night for the Saints. It couldn't have started better if you're the Saints, right? And, I mean opening drive go right down the field and do exactly what it is that you wanted to do right and, and you scored and 
This is a repeat, and it's the right guy. Olave, touchdown. So they get the touchdown from Chris Olave, but after that, the Saints offense, well, I guess the best way to put it is you then saw after that drive why the Saints are not in the postseason and finish the year 7-10, and 10, right? Am I lying? Opportunities missed on the offensive end. If you make a catch, it's a fumble. If you make a catch, it's a first down, but you don't. Almost interceptions because of miscommunication between Andy and Alave and a couple of other receivers throughout the game. A defense that statistically dominated the Panthers. Let's Sam Darnold make plays towards the end. And that's something that we're going to talk about. It's something we've been talking about, haven't it? About can your quarterback make plays? I'm watching that game like that. That's the thing that people have been saying. Brian, who's a likely a mile high out west in Denver, about Andy Dalton. You need somebody to be able to make plays when blocking doesn't happen or the defense comes in and Sam Darnold extended plays, made plays with his legs. You'll hear Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan basically summarized how I think most Saints fans feel and more importantly how I think um, that locker room feels more than anything. But that game, if you're watching that game, that's the season. That's the season. So what do you do now moving forward? Lance Moore tweeted last night that a lot of people are obviously calling for Pete Carmichael, Dennis Allen, to be replaced. And I thought it was interesting that he said, look, at the end of the day, guys that get played have got to make plays. They don't catch, run, or tackle. He's right on that. That's part of why this season went the way it did. They didn't make plays. The defense started to play with its energy that you expected to see the last month and a half. Where was at the beginning of the year? Cam Jordan specifically talks about that. Again, I'm going to play all of this out. You, you do have injuries. That is a factor. There is no doubt. That said, a lot of teams have injuries. But how much of that goes into this decision this week of what you do moving forward, who's at fault, how do you restructure, rebuild, or look at your team. That's kind of how I want to do this today. Realistic eyes. Realistic eyes, not emotional eyes. How close are the Saints to being a playoff team? Because that's what you need to be first before you become a championship team, right? Are you a competitive team? I do think they're a competitive team. They didn't really get blown out in a lot of these games that they lost. They lost a lot of games late. They didn't make plays. But, again, how much of that would have been helped if you had healthy bodies? How much of that would have been helped out if quarterback was different? How I think all of it, you have to look at the entire season in its entirety. And it starts with the offseason. It starts with the decisions that you made in free agency. It starts with the decisions you decided to make in the draft. I know it's a huge topic, and it's something Saints fans routinely talk about, not having a first-round draft pick. I get all of that, but 
what you traded for to get the first-round draft pick was Chris Olave, and he's a 1,000-yard receiver his rookie year, which is solid. You also saw some things about that. You know, Genny didn't drop, didn't catch some passes, got a fumble. I still think better than not, you, you're you happy with what you have with Chris Olave moving forward because you don't know what you're going to get with Michael Thomas now. As the news came out over the weekend, his deal was restructured. So when you look at the deal being restructured with Michael Thomas, a lot of people take that as he's done. That the team is going to move on. That the team is going to release him. And so he's your number one receiver, I guess, Alave. When you look at everything, look, again, I get all of that and see how that goes. But there are a lot of question marks, right? There are a lot of positives as well. In terms of, I don't think they're that far away. That said, I don't know what this roster is going to sort of look like next year. There's a lot of decisions to be made with this roster. It's kind of like what I said back on Thursday. Do you just say, you know what? Try to get your house in order. There's a lot of players that make a good amount of money. So what do you do? Saints Wire over the weekend put out an article, John Sigler, just kind of looking at the top 10 players cap hit-wise. Because right now the Saints are about 38 and a half over the cap. Now we've seen them, you know, whenever 70, 90 over the cap, they they, they got down to it, so they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be able to get under the cap, but what do you do? I'm just going to re- quickly run down the list of the 10 names. And then Ricky will get to you. Just give me about two minutes here. But Cam Jordan's at the top of the list, $25.7 million. Number two is Marshawn Lattimore, $22.4 million. Number three is Ryan Ramchek, $21.4 million. Number four, Andres Pete. It's going to cost $18.3 million. Uh, running back Alvin Kamara. Likely, likely, that suspension that we were waiting for and thinking we were going to get this year, likely may come next year, $16 million. At, at six, Jameis Winston, $15.6 million. I don't think anybody thinks that he'll be a Saint next year. At number seven, Taysom Hill, $13.9 million. Demario Davis is number eight, $13.2 million. There's Michael Thomas at $13.1. When the news of Michael Thomas came out that the essentially salary is like just over a million dollars, everyone's like, guy, you can save the money. He's nine on this list. Eric McCoy, $12.6 million. That's the top 10 that Saints Wire came up with uh, of the highest paid players. Are you trading any of those? Are you structuring some of those? Are you releasing some of those? What's your foundation if you're the Saints? Because I think, and I'm not going to call it fool's gold, but in these games that you were close and you could have almost won, which is a truth, you could have almost won, I think the main reason was in those games that you could have almost won is because the defense played to its capability or near as well as you thought it could, right? But how many of those guys are still back? If that's your strength, then do you build on that strength? You know what I said on Thursday? Draft capital, cash capital. I got to rebuild that defensive line. When they played well, I mean, and you might make some plays. You saw Granderson make some plays. And then you also saw Marcus Davenport get kicked out of a game. 
So, and he's a free agent. Peyton Turner was a healthy scratch yesterday. A first-round pick at defensive end was a healthy scratch. Was not active. In a meaningless game. I want you to think about that. Didn't matter. Win or loss record. He's a first-round pick. He didn't dress. So, if there's going to be changes on that side, then are you as stronger or as strong? The offense needs to be strong. The, the offense, you didn't score in the second, third, or fourth quarter. You should have do- You did statistically dominate that game. You should have waxed that team. Is it the quarterback? Is it the play calling? Is it the execution? Is it all of that? At the end of the day, if execution keeps coming up, which is something that Dennis Allen said a lot in his post-game presser yesterday, well, then who's ultimately responsible for execution? It is the players. You do have to catch, run, tackle, like Lance Moore tweeted yesterday. But aren't we always, as a media or fan base, say a team that plays well is well coached and a team that's sloppy with penalties and mistakes is poorly coached? Doesn't it eventually come down on the people that run it? Run the team, run the organization. 800-998-1003, Uncle Earl on the on-deck circle. Ricky, how are you this morning, sir? Thanks for leading things off. What you got? Hello, Ricky? Hey, Gus, when it comes to the answer to the question of what you were saying, mm-hmm. I think I think the problem with the Saints for us with this year is it was, it was coach. It all comes down to coach and offensive coach. I'm going to say off, uh, the head coach and coach and the offensive coach. We had no identity on offense. We had no identity on offense. There's too many times this year, too many games, Cincinnati, uh, uh, yeah, Cincinnati, uh, San Francisco, uh, Tampa Bay. All those games was winnable for us if we'd had some type of, some type of imagination on offense. It was too many times to where you, me, everybody in the stadium knew exactly what the Saints was doing, so you knew the other defense knew what it was doing. Third and one. Second and one. Third and one. Third and two. To get the Cincinnati game, when Cincinnati was coming back, where all we had to do was get a first down to run out the clock. And we run, we got Taysom here on the side. It's just, it's, it wasn't no imagination on the offensive side. I think if, 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 if they're going to keep uh, Dennis Allen, mm-hmm. they're going to have to get rid of Carmen. Carmichael just is going to have to go. You're going to have to get somebody in here to, 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 to get the swag back on offense, you know what I'm saying, and, and yeah. get a good offensive coordinator, get the identity on there, exactly who are we on offense, um, use imagination, when to be aggressive, when to go for it, when not to go for it. That, moving forward, this is, this is, this is my personal thing here. I, I, I don't know. This is me just thinking out loud. Is uh the, the the coach from Kansas City? He's from uh he's from New Orleans, right? He has New Orleans. Uh, the enemy. I mean, uh, Look, the I, I hear what you're saying, and I I talked about this a little bit last week with uh 4K and Scott on the Thursday show, Ricky. I the enemy is a name that obviously he's been trying. You know, has been talked about as a possible head coach, and I was. There's a reason why he stood in that interview for three hours, Gus. That's all I'm saying. No, I I'm with you, and I think it would make a lot of sense. And here's the other thing that I think, if I'm gonna say. Why? Like, if he answers, why would I leave Pat Mahomes and the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs for New Orleans in a team that I don't know who my quarterback is? If I'm going to do that, my only real thing that I can say is, well, you 
you'd be under, I'd say, the shadow of Andy Reid. Like, it is your offense. I'm giving you the keys. It's your offense. You can prove and show that no, it I'm is talking your about offense. Head coach. I'm talking about head coach. I'm well, talking no, no, about no, I, I hear you. I, but I'm going back to what you said, if Dennis Allen stays. And then the other thing okay. is, hey, Eric, if it doesn't work out with Dennis Allen, then you're our head coach. Like, you, you're going to have to give him the title assistant head coach and the keys to the offense. That, that's the only thing you can really, I think, lure him away from there because that's a really good situation. Now, if Chiefs go on and win the Super Bowl, you know, m- maybe, okay, he's ready for a new challenge or something. But that that's I think it goes back to quarterback structure, what you have. I do think you have some weapons, a young offensive line. We saw Penning start yesterday. He did get hurt in that last drive. But I, I think you can – at least get him to consider it, right? But because here's my thing, mm-hmm. you're going to have to at some point this year or next year, right? Like this draft coming up in in April and or next April, draft a young quarterback. I think part of my next OC is, can you develop a quarterback? Have you worked with young quarterbacks? Exactly. Or are you a teacher? That's I, what, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about a guy that's really good on a dry eraser board. But you know how my feeling is on that. I mean, you've seen how Nathaniel Hackett worked out at Denver, right? And some other coaches. Exactly. Just because you can, in theory, draw up good plays, can you teach it? Can you coach it? And that's what Sean Payton was good at. He had theory. He had understanding. But he also was the guy that said, do it again when your left foot doesn't hit the right landmark for a certain out route. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, I exactly. think is going to be key, Ricky. I hear the music. I got to hit the break, but I hear what you're saying. Um, that's going to be a name that I think a lot of Saints fans say, hey, pick up the phone and make a call. Make, make, make it worth this all, make it worth this while, I guess. Thank you, Gus. I appreciate it. And look, and another thing, quick thing. I think I, I don't think we get rid of Michael Cohn. I think he's working his contract out just to be here with the Saints. Yeah, that's just my personal fear. That's I don't an interesting think thing. It's, hey, I, I hear you. We can talk about that when we come back. Uncle Earl, your next phone lines are open this hour. I want to hear from you Saints fans. What do you do? And uh, how did you view that game yesterday? It's Sports Hangover on ESPN. Celebrating 75 years in business. Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. 
Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Lakeview Massage and Therapy is a must for recovery, getting rid of pesky pain, or to simply relax. It's part of Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic and Wellness, so this isn't a neon sign place. They have specialists performing work geared specifically to you. Rejuvenate with a 60, 90, or 120 minute session of Himalayan salt stone, injury and recovery, lymphatic detox, pre and postnatal, post mastectomy movement, traditional therapeutic massages, and ashiatsu. I've had that. You want to try it. Trust me. LakeviewMassageandTherapy.com for info where recovery meets relaxation. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets bakes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Oh, big talker, ain't it? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. That is Cam Jordan, 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Buddy, we'll be taking your phone calls. Be patient if you're calling and the lines are busy. They're all taken right now. Uncle Earl, you're up. Jeff, you're on the on-deck circle. Uncle Earl, uh, happy Monday to you, sir. How are you? Goose, happy Red Bean Monday to you, brother. Yeah, How you there making you go. It? Uh, hey, hey, Goose. Uh, we talked all season, man, and, and always a wonderful show, buddy. Um, man, look, I, I want our t- and, and the media, I, the, uh, the the how the NFC South was this year, and we could not pass up Tampa. It goes to show you how many holes we have on this team. But they also didn't give up, and they had scratched and clawed and everything and this and that. But mm-hmm. But, but Goose, man, I, I'm telling you, if, if if DA's coming back and the OC's coming back, I think you're gonna have the same thing, man. I don't know how many players we're losing, right. but we we gotta address some things, man. And, and I think the D line is one of them, and another one is kicker. Yeah. What happened to Luck, man? I mean that that cost us some games last year, Goose. And what happened yesterday? Um. Man, and, and and to me, I'm not being ugly, Goose, but Peyton Turner, he's not even seen the damn field. He's got to go. That, Matthew's got to go. That That is that, – That's a bad decision by by, <sighs> by the higher-ups for the Saints organization, don't you believe, Goose? We Look, missed it, out on that. It, it's inexcusable. I, and what I mean by that is, I'm sure there's reasons whether the team is not seeing it, whether he's not healthy, whether he's just not good. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you cannot. It. it remember when they went seven and nine after the Super Bowl, three straight seasons. Oh yeah. There was a very big reason why. I know the fans and the media love to say it was West Virginia. It had nothing to do with the Greenbrier. You know what it had to do with? It had to do with very poor drafts. And very bad free agent decisions. That's what oh, it had yeah. to do with. 
when they started, you know, you know why the second window opened up? Because in 2017, they hit on the offensive and defensive rookie of the year in Lattimore and Kamara, and they hit on starters at safety. They had that, that, that's what happened. So that's why I am absolutely against, and I think it'd be fooling yourself in going with the, Let's go after a veteran QB and Jimmy G or Derek Carr because, again, they're under contract, which means you'd have to trade for them. And I don't think this team can afford to use any of their draft picks to do that, much less their dra- their cash. And I just, I just me, because of that, you have got to rebuild this team from the inside out, from the line out, and use those draft yep. picks, and you've got to hit on these guys. Look, and, and it's not that they didn't try, but – you used two first-round picks for Davenport. Mm. I mean, Turner's a first-round pick. Like, they tried to find that replacement. They, in their mind, Davenport one in, Peyton Turner the other in when Cam retires. That, that makes perfect sense. It, it just it didn't it, pan out. But you cannot yeah. miss on first-round picks. Missing on your – and especially when you look at this team, this team is basically built on third, fourth-round, second-round picks. So – those picks are, are valuable, and I know as we move forward, whether it's with Sean or other players on this team, you may hear third or fourth round compensation or try to get those picks. That's fine because this team's been able to build off of that. You just need – I need draft capital, and and, and you need hey. it, you know. Hey, Goose, you're right, man, and I believe going from the inside out, starting with the O-line, and we Got had some, some good stuff this year, and then we, we didn't, but – Man, you build with that O line and the D line, and look, I'm happy at. Uh, besides Pete getting hurt a little bit, he played his tail off, man, this year. I think Pete uh, and Demario's getting a little older, but he can still play. And our corners, uh, Lattimore's going to be back strong. Uh, Debo kind of, we need him like he was in the spring. Uh, I think he'd be okay. We need help at safety um, a little bit, but good, good thing for number seven this year, Goose, because how many wins we would have had without without him? You know, so uh, we need him back. And uh, we've got a, the quarterback situation, Goose, with Jameis. Or I'm just baffled. I don't know what's going to what's gonna happen there. We, we're going to have another year. We're going to have – it's going to be either one of them guys, right? Or we're going to have to draft a quarterback this year. And, and how do we look in a draft this year for that? Well, you don't have your first-round pick, as you know, and you're going to try to – Make that up a little bit here, but um, it, it's just it, it's tough, man. It, it's tough to look at. I mean, Goose, what do you think about? I hate to say this, Goose, but Kamara's getting older. Right? Would you would you cut ways with, especially with coming up? And I hate to say that, but he's getting some some mileage on them tires. Do, do you do you save all that money under the cap? And you know, running backs are a dime a dozen sometimes. Look, I know I, he was a good fight. What do you What do you do there, Goose? Do you, I, I you legitimately think everything's on the table. I think everything's on I the agree, table. And the reason I say that is because you got whether it's Tajay Spears, you got the kid from, you know, Kansas State. Like you, you'll be able to. I'm not saying you'll be able to find an Alvin Kamara. That's not what I'm I saying. I agree. Um, and I value his leadership. He, I mean, he might have saved whatever seven wins they had this year. You know. By him yeah. speaking up and saying, if you see something, say something. Like, he took a big-time leadership role. He's the guy that addressed the locker room. after. I, I don't want to lose that. 
Okay. Right. I, I don't want to lose that. I agree with that. But if I get a uh, phone call that helps me in other areas, it may be one of those tough things. Because here's the reality. And I do think they're closer than being further away from being a playoff team. But you are not a championship contending team currently constructed. So don't fool yourself. And if that's the case, I then I have to think everything's on the table. Meaning, um, if that's an that's asset, that. if it becomes an asset that can help me later on, because I'm now looking at, like I said on Thursday, Earl, I'm going the route of worst case scenario, you're a three, four win team next year and you're drafting in the top five and you can get your quarterback. I mean, that's just tell the fan base that, make the moves that way. We get it. We understand it. We can still go out there to the dome, support it. We'll still have lively talk shows, but it is what it is. Look at the division. Now's the time to do it. Everybody is in disarray. Everybody's going to be looking for their quarterback. Brady's not here. Brady's not here next year, right? Goose, exactly. so we can take the That's division That's what I'm next saying, year. man. Like, now's the time to do it. You stink, you stink next year. I still think it can compete for the division. Look at Carolina. Uh, Carolina got rid of yeah. their coach. They got rid of Christian McCaffrey. They don't know what their quarterback situation was, but the guy, they got a guy in there that got him to play hard, and it darn near in the last two weeks were in contention to win the division. So wow. I'm not saying by making tough decisions and getting rid of players whose jerseys you buy means you're completely tanking and giving up. You can still be competitive in that division, but you're not winning the NFC, and you're not winning the Super Bowl against the likes of Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert. So that's what I'm saying. Even if you can compete for the NFC, you're not beating anybody on that side. If you, if you, if you go backwards, Uncle Earl. They gave you an interception and gave you the game with a buck something left. They said, here, please put us out of our misery. Kick a game-winning field goal. You had a play for no gain. You had a play for no gain. And you had a play for minus two. You went backwards on their side wow. of the football field and then got a field goal blocked. And then lost hey, the game. Real quick, I didn't see the game yesterday. How much of the... How much of that yesterday was on the OC? That if you had to guess, Man, the, was it was it the coaches or, or look, players too? If you want my if, if when I'm watching that game, I'm making more texts not only about the play call, but I'm making more texts about this is the problem with Andy Dalton. Now I'm not ripping the guy, but at the same time, I'm going right. this is the problem. The guy, you got to make a play. You you yeah, you got to make, make a play. play. You know and. And, and here's the thing. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to have an entire or two-thirds of a game where, you know, the line blocks everybody, where there's no injuries. That, that, is, that doesn't happen. And that's the thing that we saw Sam Darnold do in the last Do you? I'm going to read the stats that, that are going to make you go bananas. But, like, they're passing stats, and they won a game yesterday. That I don't think has ever happened. I think it's, it's like it's a record. Ross Jackson will say is going to join us on Thursdays here as well. That was incredible. I mean, when you look at that game, Sam Darnold passed for 43 yards. 21 of that came, or 22 yards came on that last drive. He had five completions. Holy crap. He had five completions. It's just like the first Carolina game. Like, he had five completions. The defense dominated that game. Dominated. They had 43 yeah. yards passing when you take away the sacks. That 32. His quarterback rating was 11. Yet a 2.8 <laughs> RTG. 
and you lost. And you lost. Like, again, whether it's Pete's fault or not, whether it's the quarterback's fault or not, you can't go back and do that again. Like, I mean, that's you, – you didn't score for three quarters, man, at home. Unbelievable. Hey, Goose, yeah. always a pleasure, baby. Always a pleasure as well, man. Take care. Uh, back to the phone lines we go, 800-998-1003. Jeff, right out of the break. Sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. NFL Wild Card Weekend is here. That's right, it has arrived. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. So don't miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, and West Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming and Kansas or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, the Cardinals request permission to talk with Sean Payton. We'll play that here shortly. He spoke about his situation yesterday on Fox NFL Sunday for about two and a half minutes. Now, the Cardinals have let go of Cliff Kingsbury. Their GM has walked away. And as Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football tweeted an hour ago it could be an attractive spot for Sean Payton GM spot now open now here's something that many maybe don't think of we think of Sean wanting both roles he can pick his GM perhaps as part of a negotiation right hey I want this guy to be my GM I have a relationship with him on that aspect of it 800-998-1003 so we'll keep an eye out on that and Lovey Smith was let go with Arizona Kenny you're on the on deck circle coming to you right after Jeff thank you for calling the sports hangover how are you man I'm doing well. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, man. So, um, this might be kind of lengthy. Uh, you started off your first segment. Uh, you said some version of, and I know it's not a direct quote, but you said something similar to, I don't think anyone thinks Jameis Winston is going to be a saint next year. Right. I would like to ask where that's coming from, and then I'd like to roll into uh, 
a topic that Saints fans hate to discuss, and that's why Saint, and that is why Jameis Winston is the answer. We just don't realize it yet. So I'm deducing that from the fact that you never went back to him, uh, and what he said in the locker room a couple weeks ago, where he said that he was a little upset. Not a little. He was upset and he was hurt. And he thought that that's not how you lose your job based on injury. So I take that as he feels he's healthy enough to play. Um, okay. And what I mean by that is is this as well, right? Last year, you had a quarterback competition with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Remember, Jeff? That that was it, it was for them to win on the field. Andy Dalton yeah, I mean, even said it yesterday, and I'll play that soundbite, about him saying, when I signed here, it was not to play. So what I've always said since the season continued and continued, I, I'm all for if you got a broke back or you're injured, you shouldn't have played after the Falcon game. You shouldn't have played against Tampa. You shouldn't have played, right? Correct, correct, so correct. We I mean, and that. Look how, remember remember how good he looked in that Falcons game. He came from – I mean, the, the, the Saints played like absolute booty, and he is basically the reason they won that game. They came I, from behind, and he went lights out. And that's what Jameis Winston can do, and that's the game he hurt his back on. And that's what I'm saying. That you're you're getting to what I'm getting at. He has the ability to do certain things. He's not perfect, and he may throw a pick. He may do all this, but but he has, he can move with his legs, and he has an arm to be able to to push the ball down the field, and make some plays, right? So my point is, right. When I hear the head coach say Andy Dalton gives us the best chance to win. And I go back to the phone call that Brian, who's like Lamal High Out West, said several, several Thursdays ago, where he's like, name me a game Andy Dalton's won. And it, it's somewhat almost like when Taysom Hill was quarterbacking, where we get excited that he completes a pass, or we get excited that, you know, he's 5 for 15. Like, should we be that excited? <laughs> what I'm getting at, like, in other words, okay, so Andy didn't, Lose you the game, although he did a couple times this year. All right, so Andy is, you know, the, he, he, he gives you the, the, the less mistakes option. But is that really winning? Is that really trying to win? You see what I'm getting at? So, like, I mean, I'm watching yesterday, and if he's given time, more often than not, he'll deliver an accurate ball. The problem well, is, if you... you know, if the line breaks down and there's pressure, he's, he can't escape it. The problem is you don't see him on a broken play create a play. Sam Darnold did that. Sam Darnold did it. You, you get what I'm getting at? Like you saw him escape, run for first down. That's something Jameis has done in the past. So if you're not going Correct. to play him and then you have his, I wouldn't call it an outburst because he just he was asked the questions and he spoke on it. But I've been told, you know, it, it's from, from several players too as well that have told other people that have gotten back to me. He's like, you know, guy didn't go over Will in the locker room or Dennis. You know, of him. Saying well, James, so correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, good. James is still under contract until next he year. He is under is contract. That, but that, my that. point is, I think if there's a fractured relationship already in a distrust and a mistrust, and he felt he got done wrong this year, um, more often, I, I, and, and, and again, it's not just me. I think most people that cover this team, whether it's Underhill, Triplett, or Ross. I think we all feel that he's either going to be asked asked for his release or get released. I, I just don't. I would be well, absolutely shocked if we come back next year, or you know, Dennis Allen this week says 
Jameis Winston's my starting quarterback next year. I, I just don't see well, I would just like to remind everyone that can hear my voice how good he looked for seven games in 2021. He had a 5-2 and two starting record. He had 15 total t- touchdowns versus three interceptions. And let's just analyze those two losses for a second, Gus. One of those losses was against the Carolina Panthers, a game in which the entire team played like booty. That's where two of the interceptions came from because I think Armstead in particular couldn't block for Jameis. And Jameis, I might add, had the only score of the game was a rushing touchdown. The other loss was, if I'm not mistaken, the game in which the defense blew it against the Giants in overtime. So those are two Jameis's two two losses versus five wins. I mean, you know, he I don't know why Saints like to hate on Jameis so badly, but we forgot how good he looked for seven games. We really did. Like I said, I hello. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm listening with you. I'm. Okay. I, my, my, I thought you hung up for me for a second. <laughs> no, one thing that I would say as well, and, and I said it the week after the bye, I understand what they were trying to do, go 4-0, and, and they did go three wins in a row and, and could have won yesterday, and I get all that. At the same time, I, I think it, it's a mutual benefit if you put him in and see what you have with him if he's healthy. Because if he's good and he doesn't want to be here and you don't want to hear him, you can trade him. Or if you play them and you see that it didn't happen, then okay, you can, then you know. But it, it, it was just, look, there's a reason the people that cover this team every single week asked Dennis Allen on Monday, could there be a possible quarterback change? So it's not just me that's wondering, why wouldn't you put him in? Cause again, I go back to it. It was never a quarterback competition. So how do you go from that guy's my starter to, Man, I don't want you on the field because that's what it boils down to. My my personal opinion on that is that he was hurt way more than he they ever told us. But I mean, you know, we'll we'll never know. We'll never know that, right? Could be an issue. Well, let, in the world of hypotheticals, let's take that five and two record and double it. That's ten and four with three games left to play. That looks pretty good, Gus. That's better than we've done the last two years. Now I know that's hypothetical. I'm just that I'm just talking math out loud, you know. Mm-hmm. So what would you do? What would you recommend? Mickey Loomis says, "Go ahead and y'all uh, tweet or email me your best recommendations as a Saints fan." What would you recommend he do this offseason? Overall, at quarterback or in general, everything. Give me your top three recommendations. Uh, find somebody that'll take Michael Thomas off our hands because he just doesn't seem like he wants to play. That's my personal opinion. I don't know if there's something there I'm missing. Um, please address the offensive line because my goodness, boy, did they stink it up two seasons in a row. And, um, I don't know. How about this world beater defense that was supposed to be there all year? What happened to them, Gus? I don't think I heard Tyron Matthews' name all year. So, I'm going to get into that here as well later on this week. It's crazy. He led the team in interceptions. He had a career high in tackles this year. It's what's crazy sometimes statistics and how you feel and view a a player's season couldn't be farther from the truth, right? I mean, because like when you hear that statistically, he was your one of your best players this year, and I think he did play better towards the end of the year, and he started making plays towards the end of the year. And again, I go back to. It, it, it's not even just that side of the ball. It's everything. Everything took longer to develop this year and get better. And, and Cam talked about it. I'm going to get to these sound bites here eventually. And he touched on he wished they would have had that energy in September that they had in mid-November. 
So that's a veteran guy, a face of a franchise that's also wondering out loud, why did it take so long? You know? And I think that's the biggest dilemma that Mickey and, and, and ownership have. What happened? The whole reason you ran it back essentially with the same staff was because it should have been plug and play, and it wasn't. So that's a big risk to think, all right, let's bring it back and do those things. I, I just, it's, it's, there's a lot of decisions to be made, man. Well, th- thank you for schooling me about Tyler and Matthew. I had no idea that he led the team in interceptions. That must be the yeah. quietest stat of, of the year because I, <laughs> as a fan, like I was just like, I, I, I almost felt like he wasn't there at times. I didn't even realize he led the team in interceptions. Thank you. Yeah. I hear you, man. Thanks for the phone call. Be good, guys. You too, man. Thank you. 800-998-1003. Kenny, what you got for me today here on the Sports Hangover? Thanks for giving us a call. Hey, Gus, what's up? Doing up. Nothing up. You know, all, all you watching the Saints just came to me, and I don't know if anybody ever said it anymore, but this team, they never disappoint in the ability to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about what that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And think about it, they never disappoint in the ability to disappoint. And, I mean, it's like yesterday. We lost games this year to some of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. We had 200 yards rushing. We lost the game. You know, our defense looks pretty good, but, you know, timing is everything. Defense played good to, what, the last drive, and they got a 21-yard game, got in field goal range. It's, you know, I don't want to put it on them, but it's just the whole thing. There's no complimentary whatsoever in this team, and it got, it's got to go to the coaching. If you think about how many times this year did we have third and fourth down in one yard, and we ran Alvin Kamara instead of running Taysom Hill. He just does that over and over. And then he puts Taysom Hill in on first down to run a four-yard play. It's like we don't we like a rudderless ship. We don't have any idea of what we are. And we have nobody behind Kamara. He's gonna get he's like he's gonna get killed. Our receivers can't catch the ball. Andy Dalton can't move. The, the, the offensive line can't block. Our kickers can't kick. The punter, who's supposed to be a great punter, the few times this year when we really needed a punter, shanked him. And then yesterday, and then in defense, we don't get turnovers. They, they're the best part of the team. But if you, the whole team, down to coaching, everything was bad. It's just If you want to summarize the whole team, we were bad. And at the end of the year, we won a couple games, and people were going like, oh, yeah, we're coming on, we're playing now. It reminds me of a guy that's a scratch golfer, and he gets to the 14th hole, and he's like 12 under par, and then he shoots par the last three holes and goes, wow, I finished good. And he, You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, it's just it's just bad. I, I don't I As far as what to do, my God, I don't know. Where do you start? It feels like that, doesn't it? It feels a tad overwhelming, and that's why I'm saying that's going to be that's going to be the the hardest thing I think for this organization to look at it because I think emotion can go both ways. You know, you can think, "Hey, if this would have happened, then we would be better." You know, if we don't have the injuries, if um, you know the the defense we see here at the end of the year is the defense that we can maybe start next year and if my O line is healthier and if I just there's a lot of ifs. I just I you know again they they went in with the plan. They thought it was going to work. It didn't. And I keep using that analogy 
you know, when it comes to what David Griffin did a couple seasons ago, right? He put together a roster, thought it was going to work, you know, Bledsoe, you know, this coach, because he's the, you know, he knows the NBA, maybe he's what Zion and his young team needs, and and it didn't work. Now, I'm not saying that you apply that directly and specifically to Allen itself, but because it wasn't just the coach, it was the roster too, you know? And it was the decision of, hey, no, let's go with the young players. Let's develop those young players. Let's draft well. Let's do those things. So that's why I keep saying I think that's how I would go this offseason and not the route of, which I think personally would be fool's goal, of, hey, we are way closer than a lot of people think, and if we're healthier, we do this. So let's go get a car. Let's go get a Jimmy G. Let's go get one of these top – I mean – there's some Saints fans out there going, I'll do whatever it takes for Lamar Jackson. He's going to cost you 250 guaranteed. Period. Period. That's what he wants. He didn't sign with Baltimore because he wants it guaranteed. He wants a Deshaun Watson deal. And Carr and Jimmy G are under contract. You will have to trade for them. And then you hope that the two players that didn't work out in their previous spots are going to work out for you. So I, I, as much as I'm giving Andy grief because I don't think he can make plays for you, but I mean, I'd rather go that route, draft a young QB, and if in week three or four, I go Mike Tomlin. Hey, let's just go with the rookie and give him his lumps now, and they darn near made the playoffs. Steelers. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to go with a rookie, you got to feel like he's the guy. Or you just spinning well, I, the wheel. I you hear you. Find well, look, guy I, I, but that's that what I'm saying, and that's what I'm guy. saying. But that's what I'm saying. Andy worst Dalton case scenario, it. worst case scenario, Kenny, you're a 3-4 win team, and you're picking in the top five, and you can take your next quarterback, who's a rookie, under a rookie deal, and hope that he can do it. Yeah, we'll probably trade the number one pick away for uh, a <laughs> defensive end or a wide receiver. You know, uh, they had no idea they were going to have the 10th pick in the draft last year. You know, they think, oh, we're going to be in the late 20s. Absolutely. So this ain't really no, like absolutely. a first-round pick. Absolutely. We have absolutely. made some bad decisions. Getting, mm-hmm. rid of that, getting rid of our safety, who everybody said he was making all the pickoffs in the even if the guy was was a bad in the locker room, he was yeah. good on the field. We missed we missed that guy, and I mean we got we. It's just like I said, it's a rudderless of ship. It, talking about, I wanted I wanted Dennis Allen to be the coach, but after seeing this year, I don't think he has the ability to fix this. I mean, the man's got he's got a uh, what it's like eighteen wins and thirty eight losses or yeah. some unbelievable bad record, and he still looks like a good. Defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. but it's a whole different deal to be a coordinator, be the head coach. So, you know that our offense every week, every week the Saints come out. Think about it; they come out in the first drive, they look like gangbusters, and we score a touchdown and get a lead. And then what happens? We don't do nothing the whole rest of the next three quarters. And so it's like all these football games: the first fifteen scripted plays. You can't say that's going to be the game because every team has 15 scripted plays that they know is going to work against the other team. And then after those plays are over, then it settles down and both PTs make an adjustment, mm-hmm. and then the game goes on. We don't seem to be able to make any adjustments whatsoever. He don't know if he wants to run, if he wants to pass, if he wants to put Taysom. He puts Taysom Hill and he can throw the ball. How many times has he thrown the ball when he was in there? I mean, with the short yardage thing, let him throw the ball every now and then so the other team thinks, well, maybe he will do that. Maybe run him to the left side instead of always running to the right so that maybe the other team will think, well, maybe he might go that way. We're so god darn predictable. Yeah. Well, and, like you I know, said. I don't know. It comes down to players. Well, like you said, when you had Drew Brees, 
Yeah, everything looked a lot better, and 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 it's true. People don't really these guys. They know how to coach, and they don't forget how to coach. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to situations and personnel, and everything is different. But right now, we're in a bad spot. Amen. Thank you <laughs> for the phone call, Kenny. All right. Appreciate it. Quick break. We come back. More sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Wow! It's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. After redshirting his first year at Ohio State, Joe Burrow spent the next two years as JT Barrett's backup. With Dwayne Haskins on the roster, Burrow didn't see much playing time and decided to transfer. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron zeroed in on Burrow and landed him. In his second season at LSU, Burrow led the Tigers to a 15-0 record, a national championship, and arguably the best season ever by a college quarterback. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. You know that feeling when your football team adds that one player with every skill they've been looking for? It's time your business knew how it felt, too. LinkedIn Jobs taps into a network of over 850 million professionals to find the right people for your role. LinkedIn Jobs helps you narrow down to the most qualified candidates so you can start hiring the right people. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports to post your job for free. That's LinkedIn.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. LA20-11134. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. You see coaches who say they're going to be there, end up retiring or winning out or whatever it is. There's always going to be a locker room change. So there you go. Uh, it's Cam Jordan. We'll play a lot of that sound starting next hour here as well. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Circle Family Chiropractic Hotline. By the way, the Cardinals pick that we're talking about, what would you do if you get that fourth pick? It's now the third pick. So they own the third pick. Their head coach was fired today. The GM walked away. The NFL draft right now, the order, Bears, Texans, Cardinals, Colts, Seahawks via Denver, Lions via the Rams, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Eagles via New Orleans, Titans, Texans via Cleveland, Jets and Patriots. That's your first 14. Everybody else in the postseason. So Denver's up there and the Cardinals. Two potential destinations for Sean Payton. Which of those two, I mean, if would the Cardinals give you the, the, the third pick? Would you take it? Third pick? 
Here's what Sean Payton said yesterday on Fox NFL kickoff. It's three minutes, but he should take us right into the break. But I want you to hear from the man himself because he was asked what um, the process and what's going on. They call this the fourth wall in TV, and you got to break through it sometimes. Your name's all over the news, Coach. Yesterday we saw the report that the Broncos have reached out to the Saints to discuss potentially speaking with you. For the audience at home, what is your current contract status with the Saints and how can teams speak to you? Yeah, so listen, I appreciate you asking. And I have two years left on a contract with New Orleans, so 23 this upcoming year and 24. So because of that, any team that would want to inquire or speak with me can do so. They just need permission from the Saints. Um, and then down the road, if that's something that materializes into anything else, then there would be compensation required, much like a player trade. So... It's always the hard time of the year, though, and I hate when we call, like, tomorrow Black Monday. I I can't stand it because there's so many coaches, not just the head coaches, the assistants as well, and and their lives are are, are affected by this. But, um, yeah, Denver's the first team, and I was able to have uh, a conversation with their owner, and uh, that's kind of the protocol. So it would go team to the Saints, and then the interview process can't officially begin until the 17th of this month. Okay. So that's really where it's at. All right. So January 17th, you can officially speak to teams. They need to ask, are there any teams that are completely off the board? That like, hey, because they're in your division or because you got history, you just cannot go to no, those teams? No, it's, it's a good question. I, I don't think that's the case. If we historically looked at, at this scenario, it, it happened way back with Don Shula when he left the Colts and went to the Dolphins. Um, it happened more recently with Parcells leaving the Jets that are in the AFC uh, East going to the Patriots, and the vice versa. Patriots to and the then Jets. Belichick, yeah. yeah, vice versa, and Belichick from the Jets to the Patriots. So you've seen it in the division. Of course, John Gruden went from the Raiders uh, to Tampa Bay. So it's happened. Uh, even Bruce Arians yeah. from Arizona to Tampa. So this has happened, not a lot, but a handful of times, and it's happened within the division. It's happened outside the division. My last question, because I think everyone's looking at these and they're connecting the dots and they're saying, okay, well, Russell Wilson's in Denver and the quarterback. And Is quarterback everything for you? I know you're a quarterback offensive guru. Is that the deciding factor? I, I, I think, look, I love my job here. And, and that's like the roster here is pretty good. When you got Michael Strahan at one end, Howie Long at the other end, Charles is handling the back end. I got Terry as a starting quarterback. I got Mike Vick as my as my. Get me fired up here. Let's go. I, I got a lot of pieces here. Um, I think that it's really about the triangular relationship, ownership, front office, head coach. Uh, when we went to New Orleans, and I say we because there were a lot of people involved, the quarterback was unsettled at that time. So I, I think ownership. And uh, the functionality of, of the front office is most important. Real quick, though, it's not a sure thing you're taking any of these jobs. You might be back here. Yeah, I just went through the lineup. It's pretty good. Right, so this- there you go. That was Sean Payton yesterday on Fox NFL kickoff. Kind of detailing it, right? So now, as a listener and a Saints fan, you, you now know they obviously need permission from the team. The Broncos have been the first team. You, you notice he said first team. I think he expects more teams. We'll keep an eye out now if the Cardinals have. The Cardinals have requested permission to speak to Dan Quinn. Um, and the Broncos have as well. So there, there's a lot of different teams asking and requesting permission to talk to different. Um, so that's what we're going to be keeping an eye on, see who requests permission 
to talk to Sean and then you can kind of put together the compensation. But when that came out, you already started to see a lot of speculation last week and over the weekend that it's going to cost a haul. And, and we touched on it over the weekend. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted that the expectation is a first amongst other things and the Denver Broncos are still in. So they're doing their due diligence to probably talk to other candidates, but per the weekend, because that report was Saturday that they're talking about yesterday. And it came out that, yes, the Saints are starting with a first-round pick. So the expectation level is, for Saints fans to kind of calm down here as we wrap up our one, at least a first-round pick. And the teams dealing with and wanting to talk to Sean understand that and are willing to do that. So I don't know if that eases you a bit. Are you rooting now for Sean to get that job? But that's one team that's reached out to talk to him, and that one team reportedly has said, we understand it's at least the first round pick. Sports Hangover Hour 2 continues next on ESPN New Orleans. Advanced Eye Institute in Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters is now accepting applications for the 2023 Broadcast Scholarship Program. I'm Maria Pham, a recipient of the LAB's 2022 Broadcast Scholarship, here to tell you that two $4,000 scholarships are available to Louisiana mass communication students pursuing an education and career in radio or television. Visit broadcasters.org or call 1-800-364-7260 for more details. Application deadline is January 27, 2023. Hope to hear you on air soon. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Aaron Rodgers, the fact that he's played through injuries and you don't hear him complaining, he's just doing what he has to do. I respect the hell out of that. But I really give this team a 0% chance of making the playoffs. I don't believe in them. It has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. It has everything to do with their defense, man. Like, their defense is really bad. Like, in, in Week 9 versus Detroit, they lose ed, edge rusher Rashawn Gary. He tears his ACL. Week 8 versus the Bills, they lose Devondre Campbell, all-pro linebacker, knee injury. Since then, they've been giving up close to 443 yards per game, man. Like, that's not okay. You guys still hold on hope that, like, something by some divine intervention, Aaron Rodgers, because he told us several years ago to relax and we're yeah, not run. That, that all of a sudden he's going to go on a run again. 